Hey Radio Nonsense listeners, if your grotty bleaters, sorry, grown-ups, want to help support this podcast, then they can sign you up to the Linda Edition via Apple Podcasts or Acast Plus. The Linda Edition is a version of this very show where adverts appear as often as Linda does, which is never. Yes, including this annoying advert at the beginning. You'll also get the podcast a whole day earlier than everyone else, and you never know, if enough people sign up, there might be bonus content too. Get those grotty bleaters to hit the button on Apple Podcasts, or find the confusing link in the podcast blurb to do it on Acast+. Plus. Linda? You hear that, Linda? You have your own edition of the show, Linda? You are listening to... Comedy Club for Kids presents... Hello and welcome to Radio Nonsense, the official comedy club for kids podcast that's suitable for all ages from... ...to... ...and everything in between. I'm Tiernan and this week I have mostly been wondering about belly buttons. I mean, they aren't buttons, are they? Uh, you might have an outie, which I means I suppose it's a bit more like a button, isn't it? Because it's sort of out and you can push it in. But if you have an innie, it's not a button at all. And if someone presses it, all that happens is um, their finger or your finger goes in the belly button and then it gets that horrible, weird belly button smell that only belly buttons have. And then when you take the finger out, it has fluff on it, which is always a strange colour, like, you know, your belly button has its own fashion style. Have you ever pressed your belly button and then something's actually happened like it was a button? You know, like maybe a door opened somewhere or there was a magical noise or maybe you just did a very loud fart. At least that would make it a bit more like a button, wouldn't it? Hey, you are talking the very worst rubbish. Please, please let me out of here. I need to leave. Egbert, the male sorting robot. That is not very nice. I thought you loved being here and you loved my great clever insights about the world. I hate my job. I wish I lived pretty much anywhere else in the world, even in the sewers. Oh, well, that's sad to hear. But you're a mail-sorting robot, aren't you? So, I mean, what else would you like to do other than sort the mail for this brilliant podcast, right? Surely that's, like, your favourite job ever. I'm not a mail-sorting robot. I'm a snail-sorting robot. I want to be in the rainforests, sorting the many species of snails like I should be doing, not dealing with your stupid letters. Oh, really? Snails? Ah, well, do you know what? I think I might be able to help or even um, combine your jobs, which should make you happier. I mean, have you even heard my song? I'm going to read your emails, reviews and letters too. No snails, I said letters, not lettuce. Please don't eat, they aren't your food. No snail, I definitely said letters. Do they even look like a lettuce? They aren't even green. Please, snails, go away from the letters. You're the most annoying snails I've ever seen. Snails. Snails. Oh, sorry about that. But hey, it might solve your problem, right? Because I can't actually let you leave. Uh, I lost the receipt for you. And then also, who would sort my post? You are the worst. Thanks, Egbert. Such a nice thing to say. But tell you what, send some letters my way. And then during the most important bit, I'll leave a trail of lettuce to get the snails in for you onto the letters. And then you can sort them while you pass me the post. It won't help. But OK, here's your stupid letters.
Ooh, this is a review on Apple Podcasts from Tugafadugi, which is either a brilliant name or maybe um, it stands for something. Uh, let me guess. Um, Terrapin Grouping Hat Fighting Double Umbrella Eyes Gregory Isaacs. Yeah, I'm sure that's their name. Um, anyway, Double Umbrella Eyes Gregory Isaacs says... I love Radio Nonsense. Heart, heart, heart. It's so fun. I love it and so much. Shout out to Linda for me. Uh, or I will. Linda. Linda. They, they want to shout out for you. No. Okay. I, I have no idea where she is. I love you all. I love Joshua so much too. He's a seagull. P.S. My dad's name is Greg. P.P.S. It was my birthday last week. Lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of animal emojis. Now, I think Double Umbrella Eyes Gregory Isaacs meant it was my birthday last week. I mean, not mine, as in theirs. In which case, happy belated birthday. Um, but they may actually mean it was Wes's birthday last week. In which case, very happy birthday, Wes, whoever you might be. Um, also, well done on having a dad called Greg. I hope he's an interesting Greg and not a boring one. And my guest from a few episodes ago, Joshua, was indeed great. And I hadn't realised he's a seagull, but that does explain why he kept trying to steal my chips. So thanks very much for listening to um slash Double Umbrella Eyes Gregory Isaacs. And thanks for the very nice review. Next, please, Egbert. Uh, fine. Oh, now this is interesting. It says, five star review message from Linda. Hi, it's Linda. I'm in the studio eating chips and an avocado I stole from Donald Trump with the farting hippos in their pond. Thanks for the Linda edition. This is the Linda emoji. Yeah, and then they put a dodo emoji, an orangutan emoji, a chipmunk emoji, a cat emoji, a hippo emoji, a turkey emoji, a seal emoji, and a cheetah emoji. Yes, I am a dodo, orangutan, chipmunk, cat, hippo, turkey, seal, cheetah. Bye from Linda. What? Well, this is a turn for the books. What a revelation. Linda isn't a person at all. She's a weird mix of eight different animals. Well, no wonder I haven't seen her. I was just looking for a person called Linda. Um, I didn't think that this mix of eight animals w was a person at all. That explains a lot. Um, also, Linda, um, firstly, thank you for, for reviewing the podcast so nicely when you work on it. Um, it's nice for you to give it such a high review, even though you don't like turning up to work. Um, and well done for stealing an avocado from Donald Trump. I didn't think he ate fruits or vegetables um, at all. I didn't think he even knew what they were. But maybe it's just because you keep stealing them from him. So very well done. Um, I'm going to get my animal spotting guide out and see if I can find Linda somewhere in this studio eating chips and avocado. It can't be that hard, right? I mean, how many dodo, orangutan, chipmunk, cat, hippo, turkey, seal, cheetahs do you see eating avocado? What about my snails? Yeah, OK. Gosh, you're so naggy. OK, Egbert, I'll get the snails sorted first. But even before that, if you out there, the listeners, would like to send in anything to this show, whether it's a question that you need answering or just anything that means Egbert has to do a job that he hates, then please get your belly button fluff faces sorry, I mean grown-ups, to help you email me at podcast at comedyclub4kids.co.uk. You can also leave a review for the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or loads of other places, or you can reply to the Spotify Q&A for any episode too. If your grown-ups would like to support this show, then they can subscribe you to the Linda edition, which has no adverts, is not made of eight different animals, and does come out a whole day earlier than everywhere else. And they can do that for a small fee on Apple, Spotify or Acast+. Please also check out our website at comedyclubforkids.co.uk. And two other things this week. More things. This is the worst. Shh. Oh, I wonder if he has an off switch or a way of sort of putting him on standby. I wish I did. Oh, well. 
And first thing, listeners, is you have still got another week to enter the competition to win a copy of Invisidog by podcast Stuart Heritage. Um, if you head back to the episode a couple of weeks ago uh, and have a listen where Stuart was my guest, then on there it tells you how to take part. There are five copies to give away and I will announce the winners in two weeks' time. Um, the second thing is, even if you're on the Linda edition with no adverts, I'm very sorry, but here is a quick advert for my other kids' podcast that I do, Bust or Trust, a kids' mystery podcast. Please check it out and have a listen. Are you mystified by mysteries? Or can you crack the craziest cases? We're looking for chief detectives to join us on our investigations into some of the strangest stories from around the world. We'll analyse aliens, look for the Loch Ness Monster and hunt out curses. We'll present you with the best evidence and the most interesting facts. And then it'll be up to you to decide and tell us what you think. Will you be a myth buster like me? Or a myth truster like me? If you want to be our chief detective, join us on Bust or Trust, a kids mystery podcast. Every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music and all other places you listen to podcasts. There you go. Now go listen and subscribe to that show as well, even though Linda isn't there either. And now I'm going to go lure in a bunch of snails. But while I do, you listen to this most importantest bit. Hooray, hooray, Helen Duff is back today. That's Helen Duff, a.k.a. Helen Helen, who doesn't have a word she won't try spelling, a.k.a. Helly Helly Do, the captain of the zoo, or as all our bat listeners know you... Sorry, it's too high pitched. No one will be able to hear that, but it is it's definitely happening. Um, but of course, Helen, you are very well known for your definitive guide to winning at extreme musical chairs, for your world famous musical about the life of a pebble called We Won't Rock You Because We're a Pebble, and most famously for your campaign to reclassify all the planets in the solar system as just really big oranges. Helen, how are you? It's so, so lovely to have you back. I am so happy to be here. I'm so glad you mentioned my prowess at Extreme Musical Chairs. My bottom actually hurts quite a bit because I don't know if you know this, but it's a little bit like wheelchair basketball where you're allowed to sort of smash people quite heartily with, well, in wheelchair basketball, it's your wheels. In Extreme Musical Chairs, it's your bottom. So as a consequence, uh, my bomb has been taken quite the... I was going to say punching, but it's not punching, is it? It's sort of... A bash, a bush, a bump. Yeah. It's hard, isn't it? Because normally you'd say it's sort of like, like if you if you do that with your head, it's known as a head butt, but you've done it with your butt. So it can't be a butt butt. I mean, it can. Like a and bum, it is. A bum that, butt? Is, that is the technical is that term. What it is. A butt it's butt. a butt butt, yeah. A butt butt. So, is that, so that's what makes it extreme. It's not that the chairs are dangerous or it's, uh, you know, I sort of part of me wondered if it was a bit like, kind of um, huge thrones with spikes on or, or if, the, if the music's too frantic or, or, is, or is it all of those things at once? No, it's actually, the chairs are, are very much your standard chair and that's mm. why they've had to bring in regulations around the bottom size because mm. before it was a level playing field, everybody just, regardless of your bot bot, you were able to play in the same league. But now, mm. as a consequence of some serious injuries, they've had to start... Um, you know, like in the way that with boxing, they have heavyweight, featherweight. Yeah. With uh, extreme musical share, chairs, they have um, uh, peachy, they have uh, uh, pom-pom. That's a very, that's a very, that's actually a, a type of bottom that's only um, held by a certain type of sprite. Right. And, right. Uh, and then they have the um, custard cake. 
Right, of course, of course. And then they have yep. the uh, the royal sponge. Wow. Which, wow. as I'm sure you've guessed, is 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 specifically just for people of royal blood, because I think sure. they were a bit worried about bumping bums with anybody who wasn't um, in the line to the throne. I mean, I'm certain that if if they did that, they would have to have someone come and dust that person's bum and make you know inspect it, make sure it was worthy to to but but with a, a royal that's probably quite a lot of work precisely and it's a challenge because actually the royals love to play extreme musical chairs so for them it's a shame because it's really limiting the amount of people they can butt butt with yeah that that must be that must be and then and then i guess is that because chairs chairs are chairs are removed so so the rest of it happens like musical chairs where one chair is removed mm-hmm. every time the music stops yeah and then it is just about the the absolutely charging with your bum into other into someone else's bum to absolutely. get them out of the way. Right, right, yeah. So you have to get very good at navigating with your bum and not looking behind you. Because if you're looking behind you, you're also not going to see any bums coming towards you. Do you yes. see what I mean? You have to be looking ahead to make sure you're not going to get butt-butted from the front mm. because they can come at you from any angle. You can get people off a chair any which way from the from right. the front. You know, you, they could, some, I've been butt-butted on my chin. It doesn't, a oh. butt-butt doesn't necessarily mean it's butt-to-butt. It just means oh. butt, it's a butt-butt. Sometimes people say butt-butt because they think, oh, I can call this out. I can say to the referee, butt-butt, it's not my fault, or butt-butt, surely that's cheating. Mm. No, if you get a butt in the eye, that's a valid. That's as valid a wow. butt as a butt in the butt. Wow! No one, no one wants a butt in the eye. That sounds horrendous. <laughs> that sounds like a, a really bad. Situation. I mean, can you? Are you allowed accessories? Could you get little rear view mirrors for your bum so that you can kind of see with your eyes which way your butt's going? No, or, once or is, again, is none of that allowed. None of that's allowed because imagine you got a rear view mirror in the eye. That's a serious. Yeah. That's that's a bloody injury. The the worst, yes. I mean, unless you've got very thin skin, the worst you can get with a butt in the eye is just a big old bruise. Sure. Yeah, you're not, you're not talking bruise, yeah. a deep gash. Whereas, uh, yeah, if you're carrying accessories like wing mirrors or um, the butt equivalent of a knuckle duster, yeah, yeah. then, which is a type of ring that people wear on their fingers that if you were to be punched with the ring would really cause some damage. It, it, there, was a, there was a time where people were developing elaborate waist belts with sort of studs and ridges and that had to be taken out because obviously it was just it was an absolute carnage yes i bet and also took the skill out of the game really 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 reduced the level of accuracy people were working at because they could just use brute brute belt brute belt brute beltage right sure yeah Whereas uh, the the people who are top of the game in extreme musical chairs, it's not actually about the size of your butt. You you can have a custard pie. You can have a peachy, peachy, peachy boy. You can have a all all manner of (laughs) other types. There's too many types of of, yes, of of, uh, too many too many variations for me to go into here. And also, I think people would get lost because it would be very difficult for me to explain to you if you don't know what a zodiac is. Right, right, yeah. yeah. I, I don't even know if I want to ask. It sounds don't. It'll take two. There's a there's a sure, long, long sure. history, and a lot of people don't think mm. they even exist. Sure, but sure. What I'm what I'm saying is, it's not about the shape or the size. It's about how you use it. And so mm. the the people who are top of their game train for months in the woods alone, 
only ever only ever running backwards through vastly uh, varied terrain i'm talking i'm talking swimming with the swimming backwards with the you know going down water rapids uh, navigating wow. their way across the channel through deserts over mountains just bum first wow yeah. wow that's extreme because in my head i've got images of like those sort of training dolls that maybe use for martial arts and people sort of charging at them butt first and Oh knowing yeah, how to kind of tackle Punch them. Bags, does, that, does that sort of that thing, type of thing Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, that does happen in terms of you just you practice running into things backwards. Mm, sure. Yeah, but sure. it doesn't necessarily have to be in um, a, a a gym situation because right, on, right. often often I don't want to cast aspersions on the community, but it doesn't pay that well. So you don't want to be sure. spending a lot of money on a gym membership. So if you ever sure. see somebody in the library, in the supermarket, uh, in the street, running backwards into, say, a shop window or a uh, uh, a, a tower of tins, mm. it's probably because they're practicing, they're practicing extreme musical chairs. Yeah, it's very sad to hear it's not paid well when it's such a... Such a popular sport. And I mean, you know, I know it's, it's one of these things I, I was keen to talk to you about on here because uh, um, a lot of our listeners are of a younger age. Some are of a, an ancient, almost wizardly thousand-year-old age, but some of them are really young and they may want to get into kind of junior extreme musical chairs, which I understand there's, is when you wear sort of like, you almost have like a butt cushion, don't you, to, mm-hmm. to make sure it's... It's a bit like in bowling when they put the foam things down the sides of the lane. Yeah. So it's safer for, for if junior extreme musical chairs, you wear a sort of... Butt cushion buffering, don't you, I believe? Yeah, it's a little bit like a large nappy that you wear on the outside of your clothes. Mm. But with mm. um, one of the ways that we train the young'uns is to give them balloons on either side because you want them to feel padded, but you also don't want them to feel invincible. Otherwise, they never learn. Yeah. yeah. They're running backwards into a bus. We don't want that. No, 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 that's very true. That's very true. Yes, that's well. Wow. So they get balloons on the side as well. That's, I mean, that's fact. Well, that's well, what, it, what it says. You know, I sort of thought maybe talking to you might inspire them to take, take this up properly. I don't want um, to put anybody off. I, I, the reason I bring up the fee thing is because often uh, a lot of us do uh, do something out. You know, you've got um, people working in banking, people working in um, equestrian training, you've got people working wow. in um, uh, cleaning swimming pools a whole range of professions that people do in order to be able to pay for their passion, which is extreme musical chairs. Do what you love, mm. but also yeah, make sure yeah, that you fair. can um, feed yourself. Well, I, I agree. I agree. Can I, can I ask, you know, one of the things you also remind me of, are there um, preferred songs for extreme musical chairs? You know, is, is there anything you prefer to go into to b- b- battle, battle with? I try not to become superstitious about it. Because I think that's a bit of a risky mm. business. You know, when people have to wear the same pants every time they do something mm. in order to f- to feel as if those are my lucky pants, so I need to wear them every single time. So I try not to stick to a single track, but I will say that I've had great success whilst listening to The Jungle Book's Bare Necessities. Wow. Wow. I can imagine that, actually. Yeah, I can imagine that. Because it's happy, but it's got a real kind of rhythm to it. And, yeah... I sort of, I can sort of imagine exactly the points when you might uh, char- charge in with your butt. Absolutely, and also the message of that song, of course, is that you don't need much mm. to make you happy. And imagine listening to that whilst running backwards through a room of people who've dedicated their lives to being able to see out of their bottoms. Yeah, that is amazing. That is amazing. Well, I mean, Helen, it's, it's very, it's very inspiring. Uh, I, you know, I look forward to seeing a, a live match at some at some point. 
at some point soon. Yeah, I'll let you know the date. Yeah, please do. And I, but I'm guessing you're you're kind of resting. Obviously, we're, we're, listeners can't see this, but you are sitting on a number of kind of uh, padded cushions. You're obviously you're obviously in in, in rest uh, time between matches at the moment. What mm-hmm. are you, what are you up to while you rest? What are you able to do? Uh, well, I've got a huge, I've got a huge game coming up at uh, Alexander Palace. Do you know that yes, space? Yes, yes, I do. Yeah, very well. Yeah, I think it's about a mile across that room, and so that's going to be a big one. Mm. So I'm, I'm doing a lot of R and R, rest and relaxation beforehand, as well as you know, really packing on uh, the protein shakes. But uh, in between that, I've just been doing comedy gigs, comedy shows, your podcast, mm. other bits and of bobs. I like, I like. Yes, we're talking um, now. Yeah, right. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I really enjoy wild swimming, which is where you go swimming in cold lakes and uh, pools that are not heated. Right, right. In the wintertime. But you see, now that's confusing. It's called wild swimming because you're out in the wild. It's not that the swimming mm. itself is what you don't charge in and sort of throw your arms about and go, ah, I'm swimming. You do come out. You do come out looking like an angry bear, though. Is that so? Is that why it's called wild? Because it's a bit like with the, with the extreme musical chairs. It's working out which bit is the extreme bit and. With the wild swimming, it was hard for me to understand what the wild bit was. You turn bright red afterwards. All of the blood rushes towards your core. So mm. you, your heart, your lungs, protects the bits that you need to really keep you alive. Leaves things like fingers, toes, thighs, because who needs them? Sure, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So as a result, for some reason, as a result of the blood rushing away from those places, they go bright red. So when you come out, you look like a really fierce, angry bear. And I think one of the reasons adults do it, grown-ups, is because children don't believe them when they say, I'm, I'm really getting furious with you now. Wow. You know, yeah, yeah. children think, I don't believe, I can see that you've got a little glint in your eye. I can see there's a little smile in your, in your grin. I can see at the edge of your mouth, you're, try, you're trying not to laugh at me. They can tell that adults are increasingly finding it more and more difficult to be cross, right? Yeah, yeah. Because, because really, who can be cross for very long? It's, and they find you out. Yeah. Children find you, feel, find you out. They know. They know that you can't really be angry with them for very long. So now adults are going to more and more extremes, jumping into freezing cold water so that they come out looking like an angry bear. Yeah. But does that work? In order to prove to the children. In my head, children will look at that and go, ha ha, you're a giant tomato. Yeah, exactly. Often things that adults do to prove to children that they're really serious now, they really mean it mm. this time, just makes them look even more foolish. Yeah, and you'd be a cold giant tomato as well. You'd be a shivering giant tomato. A freezing. You'd taste horrible. Yeah, yeah. It's, but then I, I worry where this goes next, because if wild swimming isn't what it takes to convince children that you are actually very cross at what they've done, mm. what, what next? What are we going to have to... We're going to have to, like, go into space... Just to come back down, you know, really shiver. I was trying to think what what going in space would make you do. <laughs> Probably just sort of float about. Actually, it wouldn't make you look very angry. You'd have to go into the centre of the Earth so you get so hot. You become molten. You become yeah. molten and, that's, and you melt. Your fury, your head erupts. I'm so yeah, angry. My home. head's a volcano. You walk home and say, look, I don't even have a head anymore. Yeah. We can't speak. Yeah, yeah. And then the children have really won because you've shown them how furious you are. You've gone to the centre of the earth. Yeah. You've become molten. Your head's melted. And the children say, well, that was silly. Yeah. Why did you do that? Yeah. Give me the keys. I'll drive. 
Yes, that's true. And then they take over. It's a very hard battle. I mean, you know, again, I don't think a lot of our listeners realise that, you know, uh, they do have to deal with grown-ups often, which is is probably quite annoying for them. Mm. But I don't think they realise how often the grown-ups in their head are like, this is a battle and one day I will prove just how cross I am. Like every day that that conversation is happening. And I don't think the kids care or know. Well, it's very, it's a very unfair playing field, isn't it? Because it's a bit like if a, if if a peachy 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 bot bot was to go up against a custard pie, mm. it's it's not a fair fight. Mm. In the same way, when adults get angry, it's not real. They're not really angry. Yeah. It it it's pretend. When children get angry, when they have, you know, when they when they throw things and cry and scream yeah. about not wanting to put their shoes on, that's real. That's real. Yeah. Yeah. That is real. Yeah. The fact that it happens every other five minutes doesn't make it any less real. Yeah, yeah. Those children are fully justified in their absolutely extraordinary behaviour, whereas adults, they're just silly billies. Well, I mean, you know, if you think about it, putting on putting on shoes when you don't want to put on shoes, is it's, awful. it's an awful thing to have to do, and it's an awful punishment... Yeah anyone should have to endure putting on your coat when you don't think it's cold outside whereas when adults get cross because um children have spilt paint all over the new carpet so what it's just a carpet yeah. right like exactly. you know in, in a thousand years and to say it doesn't look better with that massive way more splash of flamingo pink across it absolutely way, well, well, it looks why artistic. did you choose beige in the first place yeah exactly it's artistic and i just think in a thousand years Who's gonna Who's gonna remember that carpet? No one. But who's gonna remember having to put shoes on when you didn't want to? Every I think that's gonna be in the annals of history. Yeah, because probably if you had to put shoes on when you didn't want to, there was a good reason. Like maybe you'll lose your toes. Yeah, exactly. Maybe you were too you'll busy inventing something incredible. You know, and now you, it's been interrupted, and now you can't remember how to fix your time machine. Because you've had to put your shoes, you know, there's, it feels like there's a lot of valid reasons and, and sometimes that, that doesn't come up. Absolutely. Uh, my two and a half year old son, he was, uh, well, I, I had served what I thought was gnocchi, which is a sort of potato pasta. Mm. Uh, it can also be known as uh, patasta or Pasta, pastato. 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 Yeah, uh, Pino- Pino- it's called uh, Pinocchio because it's like Pin- Pinocchio, Pinocchio, and it, it was his favourite dish. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, yeah. So I'd served that, I thought, but it turned out he needed to count them because actually they were thumbs. Oh, yeah. Well, of course, he yeah. needed to count them and pile them up on the other side of his bowl, outside of his bowl, in fact, on the table, like like a bunch of of thumbs yeah. that he was then going to use to barter in some sort of medieval market. Well, yeah. Now, I got a little bit angry because I wanted him to eat the gnocchi. But, of course, I hadn't fully comprehended the fact that they were, in fact, thumbs. Yeah. And he needed them to barter in the medieval market Well, with the witches and the trolls. Also, what you were doing was very short-sighted. You thought, this will fill you up now, so you have to eat them. But actually, what he was doing, he was creating a bartering tool that then he'd go to the market. He may well have got magic beans from that market, mm-hmm. planted mm-hmm. them, grown a beanstalk, at the top of which there might have been a giant issues but but then there probably certainly would have been treasure and probably larger food for which he could have fed from for a month a giant squash for example exactly we could have made oodles of soup yeah yeah you know so it's 
we do have to remind ourselves as I, I do hate the fact that I'm a grown up sometimes. It's I, I'm so sorry to all the listeners. It is so it's so boring. Can't really help it. You know, you, you mm. try. Uh, I, I was in a very it was very cold uh, uh, the other day, and I was walking around thinking it's so cold. Maybe. This has frozen my face and it will stay the same age for, for a little while. But it, it doesn't work. But it, as a grown-up, sometimes you just have to think, oh, I've got to think of the bigger picture that these kids can see that I can't see. Sometimes I've just got to, you know, yeah. yeah. Just consistently remind yourself, no, I may have been living for, uh, say, three to four decades longer mm. than this person, but they do fundamentally know better than me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, I agree. I agree. And I know the listeners will know that as well. They know that. They know that. They're smart. Um, well, listen, Helen, you know, thank you for taking time out of your, your, your butt battling, your extreme musical chairs uh, and, and all your world swimming and your uh, knocky cr- creating to uh, come back on the show. It's so lovely to have you back. Um, and I do have a question that I, I know you can deal with. Actually, I know you're the expert mm-hmm. that can deal with this question. Um, but before I ask it to you, um, sure. we've got some new admin questions. Actually, how do you feel about new admin questions? Excited. Okay. Hit me. Good, good. I, well, I, I mean, don't actually no, hit no. me. I, you can't, but I'm just, because obviously I'm resting from my butt butt. Well, that was it. Yes. Well, I didn't it. want you to, I, I sort of wondered if you were in training mode then. I was thinking, well, I can't. Sure. Yeah, I don't want to. No, no. We'll, we'll ask these very gently. In fact, this will be the opposite of extreme okay. musical chairs. Lovely. Um, but the, the first question of new admin um, is quite simply, mm-hmm. what is this? This is a conversation between two comedic humans. Uh, secretly, they are wild, angry bears sewn inside skin suits. But they're doing a very good job at present of pretending to be grown adult human comic oids. They're having a conversation. It's a thing called a podcast, right. which means that it is a pea that has been podded and cast in audio form. Wow and then delivered down the tubes into your ears, out of the speakers, around the car or living room or kitchen or stable. I don't know. I think we have got several horses listening. Yes, yes. Uh, so that uh, you can hopefully be entertained, educated and tickled. Wow. Wow, that's quite amazing. I hadn't realised that was that was what was going on. I mean, I have got some questions. In that, um, I definitely, uh, definitely agree with the being sort of bears... Uh, contained i one of the things i'm quite hairy and i have to wonder if actually mm. I, i'm sort of not disguising the bear well enough but i think sometimes i look as though a bear has kind of shaved around their eyes and that was all that mm. was the only effort they went to to be a human um um let me reassure you it doesn't sometimes look as though a bear has has shaved a around their eyes it always right, looks sure, like that sure. everyone's very conscious yes. but i think in that way we're very conscious that you're a bear who's just shaved around their eyes mm. sometimes well sometimes poorly sure. but yes. uh in many ways it's reassuring because you're not you're not trying to hide it right yeah you in, if anything you're drawing attention to it and i think that makes people feel more relaxed it's like oh he's admitting to the fact that he's a bear sewn inside a human suit so should i not even bother with the shaving around the eyes do you think i should just go full no. bear i should just yeah go full bear right you could keep you could keep the hoods you could keep the the hoods shaven so that you can see out oh sure yes because otherwise that would be difficult unless i was practicing uh, i i'm not going to get into extreme musical jazz i have to be honest i don't, I don't think i'd cope but if i was it would be good to yeah keep the fur over my eyes and then I could only be guided by the bud. Yeah. And actually animals obviously are, are much more attuned mm. to 
what's happening in the back there because the hair acts as a kind of um like a, a sixth sense yeah 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 that's very smart wow well and, and the other thing i have to ask obviously in, in in your in your answer there is um so it's peas it's peas that are shelled to create a podcast you need a pea that is shelled and then to it's be pot, you pod you pod it, it yeah. and then it is and then it is cast so you know again we're talking about sometimes when you get annoyed with children like um uh, actually my my daughter has a thing where she eats peas one at a time and it takes most of most of my life and mm. but i maybe she's making podcasts and i hadn't really thought about this of you know there's there's often issues with with children eating peas but are they all just creating a lot of podcasts in the inside their tummies yeah or wherever they're flicking them on the floor on the in the is that what you call it when she does a a part no <laughs> a I, mean, sorry, a I just meant the pea, peas tend to go everywhere as well she's podcasting she's podcasting right is that maybe that is is that what we're doing are we just are we just farting into ears I thought that I thought we'd agreed about. Yes, yes. yeah, right, okay. I thought we'd agreed that long a long yes, time. Yes, yeah. I just sort of yeah, yeah. It's quite a long fart, then, isn't it? It's, I, I I worry what we've been eating. On my part, it's 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 a lot of peas. Yes, of course. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, of course. Wow. So it's a lot to think well, thank about. Thank you for that lovely yeah. question. Yeah, so no, it's a great <laughs> question. I, I, I hadn't realised this is what we were doing, and I, and I, you know, it's it's a real eye opener actually to um, suddenly find out that's what you've been doing all along. I, I suppose. Um, yeah. But thank you, thank you, Helen. Thank you for answering that. Um, the, the second bit of admin, um, and and take mm. your time on this. It's not easy. I would say it's not easy. This question, I I appreciate that. Um, but Helen, would you rather every time you coughed, your bum fell off? Or every time you sneezed, mm. you grew an extra leg. I think that's very easy as a mm. professional, mm. semi-professional. Extreme musical chairs contender. Yes. To lose my bum would be to lose my... Your career. My, yeah. my purpose yeah. in life, yeah. My passion, my joy. Yeah. My, my, my chance of ever doing a successful butt-butt-bash again. Yes. Yes. So for me, it would absolutely be to sneeze and grow another leg. How, how, I, I suppose the question I would ask, do, do you get hay fever? Are there times of the year when you may find yourself with, with an uncomfortable amount of legs? Or do you ever lose them again? Or do you just have them for life? I don't know. I, I don't know. There's not more detail in there. Um, it could be that maybe they, they are there for a while and then they kind of shrivel up and fall off. Or it could be mm. that you just gain more and more legs until you're like a sort of human millipede. I'd be happy to have more. Mm. I like. I mean, it would speed me up. That's true. I'd have to. I'd have. I'd have to get a bit more coordinated when it comes to running backwards. But I think it would give me an advantage. Yeah. What about? How would you feel? I, I feel like buying trousers would be really hard. Buying trousers would be very tricky. I think you'd just have to, to get specially knitted jumpers like those ones they put dogs in in, in the winter yes that's true isn't it dogs don't even bother with trousers they just go for jumpers for the mm. whole body mm. yes that's clever with little holes for the legs and arms that's that's very clever actually but does a dog even have arms or does it just have it just has four legs isn't it yeah i don't i don't know sometimes like people like uh, um i know like a, a friend's dog when you put your your hand out and they put their paw on it like they've high-fived you 
And that you, you can't do that with a foot. You have to high five with a high five, not a low five. But that's like their foreleg. Mm. Oh, is it a foreleg, not a back leg? Yeah. But aren't so our arms aren't four legs? They're they're all four. Well, we've got arms. four arms. We have got four arms, but we don't have four arms. We don't have four arms. But you might do if this person's. Um question extended to other limbs as well as legs yeah yeah you sneeze and you get another leg but maybe you also get an extra arm yes that's um i wonder whether if you end up with as many legs as a spider do you start weaving oh would you get the capacity to make webs that's very interesting isn't it that is very interesting you, you, and, and maybe I think we also often get to, limited to walk up walls when yeah. we get asked these kinds of questions we often get uh blindsided by what it would um, change in our mm. existing lives rather than thinking about the advantages it could potentially bring and the ways in which we might grow and evolve. Yes, I I agree. I agree. And it could be the start of a beginning, beautiful new life as a kind of large spider. Exactly. I like that. I, and think of the things you could net. Yeah. You know, spiders attract flies and other little insects into their web. Whereas if you were a human who also had the capacity to weave a web like a spider, you could catch much more menacing creatures. Mm. Politicians who don't do the things they say they will. <laughs> Baddies who um, yeah. come into bakeries at night and, and make it so that not all croissants have chocolate in them. Oh, I hate those people. I really hate those people. Yes, it'd be amazing. But, you know, that in the morning, they're just webbed to a wall... And all the crescents mm. have chocolate. Exactly. That's a beautiful thought, actually. Well, I mean, it really, it, it wasn't a hard choice for you at all, that, that question. No. You know, for some people, simple, I think simple. that would have been quite a tricky choice. But obviously, given your chosen path in life and, and your further analysis, it's quite an easy um, quite an easy question. Well, thank, thank you for that. And that was, I should say, it wasn't a question asked by a person. That's a, it's an official Radio Nonsense question. It's from the official Radio Nonsense oh, handbook. Right. It's just admin that we have to uh -huh. carry out before I can ask you any further questions. Uh, of course, from the very listeners. important to understand what kind of person you're working well, with. Well, exactly, exactly. It's very, very necessary. Um, the question I do have for you, though, uh, this has been sent in by Yuna, um, and Yuna has not... But I don't know any other details about Yuna at all. They're just Yuna. Um, they could be uh, of infinite age. They could have just been born. They could be from space. They could be from Luxembourg. Mm. I don't know. I don't know anything about Yuna. Um, all I know is that Yuna has asked this quite remarkable question, um, I think. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, she has said, um, if school is not a place to sleep, why is there homework? That has really got me thinking, you know. That has really got the old brain ticking away like a time machine. I would ask you, if you're going to, if you're thinking that way, if thinking, if school is not for sleeping, why is there homework? I would say, if pets are not for barbecuing, why are there hot dogs? Oh. If, if fruit is not a little bit bonkers. Why is there a place called Sane Berries? Wow. And when you go in there, you are insane berries. Wow. Wow. Uh, I might also ask you if uh, 
rain is not meant to fall, on average, every day, why is there England? Yeah. Uh, these, are, these are such things that, I, that, that, my, that my brain... Mm starts to question when I hear a question like Eunice. It's, a, I mean, and all very worthy questions. I mean, I, I suppose my thought is that it is, it does seem slightly mean that then if you're, if you're not allowed to sleep at school, but when you go home, you have to do your homework. So you can't sleep because you're doing homework. Like when are you meant to, when are you meant to sleep? When is sleeping meant to happen? When you go to the theatre. Right. Right. Is that what that's for then? Yeah, I went to the theatre yesterday afternoon and two boys, I would say maybe 14, 15, uh, didn't take their coats off because obviously once you've got your coat on, it's been such a struggle to get it on. Yeah, you don't, you, yeah. You're not taking that yeah, coat off. And they were wearing the noisiest coats I think I've ever heard of in my life. It sounded like they were wrapped in a space blanket uh, that had gone in the microwave and was electrically shocking everything around it. You know when you mm. put something in the microwave that's not supposed to go in the microwave and then it kind of goes a little bit on fire that's what their coats were like anyway they uh proceeded to fall asleep both of them on the back of my chair head first about 15 minutes into the play and then snored for the next 45 minutes wow wow yeah. but did they look refreshed at the end uh it was very dark so i couldn't tell and the lady next to me got so frustrated with their snoring because obviously she couldn't hear the play and she had paid to see it so sure, it was of course a little bit unfortunate that she couldn't tell what they were saying. Um, she turned around and said, this is ridiculous. And they woke up and realised they were asleep and um, suddenly pretended that they hadn't been sleeping at all wow. for the last 40 minutes. I mean, minutes. I'm going to go out there and say it's very rude of that lady to wake up someone who's, you know, the theatre is for sleeping. It has n exactly. They have no other time where they're, where they're able to sleep. Yeah, because they're having to do all their homework at night. When they get back from school, where yeah, else are they, they going to go and sleep at school and, and sleep? It's very, very rude of that lady. That's that's awful. Um, so theatre. I mean, but what you know, if if you're going to get shouted out in the theatre for going to sleep, then where does that leave kids to go to sleep? Where are they? No, no wonder, no wonder children at night time like I don't want to go to bed, and it's because actually they've got they know they've got all this homework they have to do. Mm -hmm. And they know that the only other option, if it's not the theatre, is the compost bin. Yeah, no one likes sleeping in there, except for worms. No. Worms love sleeping. Worms love to they sleep in there, yeah. There, yeah. But no one else, really. It's very cosy. Yeah. It's just, it depends on what you're composting. Leaves and grass, probably not too smelly. Mm. Yoghurt and old bolognese. Awful. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bed uh, down. And don't, that doesn't work well together as a meal either, so you can't even snack when you're asleep. It's horrible. No. Really horrible. Is, so would you, I mean, there's a problem here, and, and, and the problem is, is, is homework, I would say. It, you know, do you think it would be healthier for everyone if schools made you do homework at school? Or would it be healthier if you Absolutely. had to do schoolwork at home? Or, you know, what, where's the solution, Helen? What, what do, how do we fix this problem? I think you should be doing homework at school. Mm. You should spend the majority of your school day doing homework. Yes. And then when you get home, you can sleep. Yeah. Or clean the kitchen. Yes. Yes, that's a great idea actually. That's a really good idea. Because that because I for most of the children I know, they get home and oh my goodness, are they desperate to wipe those surfaces. 
whoa, 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 they cannot wait to get in that gas hob yeah. and clean off the old splattered sauce. Well, I, My, I mean, arguably, that's real homework and not the homework. That's, that's, often schools are that's like, this what is they're homework, to do. but then the homework is maths instead of the actual homework, which would be... They're begging their yeah, parents. Hoovering they're saying, and, please, please, I wish I could get in that dishwasher and uh, redo the salts and the rinse aid. But there's just no time for them. They haven't got the time to do the proper homework. Yeah, I mean, and, and actually, so more think about it. It's very cruel. It's very cruel. And, and the homework is just schoolwork. So the school is like almost fobbing off its home tasks by giving them to kids to do at their home. Yeah. Ah, oh, it's outrageous. What are they thinking? I don't want to be learning how to do simultaneous equations, long division, uh, mapping mm. all of the countries in South America. I, I don't want to. I, I do not. I'm, I'm eight years old and I am desperate to, to, to get in that fridge and clean out the salad drawer. Yes, which is a big, I mean, it's a big deal that. Big deal. Sorry, I was possessed then for a moment by an eight-year-old uh, boy. That's that makes sense. Called, called Malcolm. Right, right. I mean, it is very convincing. I, I sort of, I did wonder what had happened there. Um, yeah, but it, yeah. I think I think I overheard exactly that on the bus the other day. An eight-year-old boy called Malcolm. I know because he had a badge on his uh, coat that said eight today and his mother said happy birthday Malcolm that's nice and he that's said nice. I don't want to I don't want to talk about my birthday I want to talk about the fact that I'm having to come home and do homework on long division simultaneous equations and all the countries in South America and I am absolutely gagging to get in that salad drawer and clean out the old salad. I mean what a, you know that's the one thing kids know they can do when they turn eight so one thing they look forward to about being eight is that finally you're yeah. old enough to uh, really get rid of all that horrible sort of vegetable juice that congeals at the bottom <sighs> yeah. of the salad drawer from from the old yeah. vegetables that no one's had time to eat, and 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 really deal with that. And you know, if that if that's not what you're going to do when you're eight, then what's the point of being eight? I know exactly. His mother was I th- visibly upset. Yeah. You know, she'd she'd blown up a bunch of balloons, she'd baked a cake, mm. she'd invited everybody over for a party, and all Malcolm could talk about was discarding the squidgy cucumbers in the in the side drawer. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It's very hard. It's very hard for kids nowadays, you know, and, 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 mm. and with the, they're, they're trying to clean the kitchen while their parents are off wild swimming. And, you know, it just, yeah. it's, it's, it's a hard, it's a hard world, but you know, I, I, I yeah. That, thank you for that answer, Helen. I think, you know, I hope you know, is happy. I mean, she won't be happy with the answer because the, the answer is harsh reality. Um, mm. that, 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 you know, won't, she won't be able to go and mop the, the floor with the kind of flash, uh, the flash quick clean detergent that, that yeah. she wants to. Um, but that's just, that's just how life goes, I guess. Sorry. Sorry, Yuna. Sorry about that. Yeah. One day you'll have all the time in the world to get mopping. Yeah. Yeah. She, I hope, I hope, I hope she knows. Well, we don't, to be fair, we don't actually know anything about Yuna. She, she may well have that time now. Um, so we, we don't know. Um, she might be listening to us on on headphones with a mop in hand and a, and a big old smile on her very face. Very possible. I, do you know what? I hope that I hope she is. I hope she is. So that that yeah. make, that really cheers. Me I up. hope yeah. all the children listening to this uh, have been unshackled from their <laughs> school homework and they can uh, stick on some headphones, get out the vacuum, and uh, and really get into the cracks in the sofa where all the dust and um, old bits of toast gather. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, I hope so too. Thank you, Helen. Thank you so much uh, for for coming back to the show for um, for for answering Eunice's question. Um, and and obviously you have got the big match uh, ahead of you. Um, yeah. Best best of luck with with, with that. 
absolute pleasure. I've had such a lovely time. And if you do want to share the Extreme Musical Chairs that's happening at Alexandra Palace uh, in in the coming months, I will. Uh, I'll, I'll send you the link, and you can post it on your on your socials, where I'm sure everybody's following you already. That'd be fantastic. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. Did I say something wrong? Thanks so much to Helen Duff for taking time out of her intensive extreme musical chairs training to answer Una's question. Una, I do hope you liked your answer, but if you have any complaints, then please do pop them in an envelope on a chair used in extreme musical chairs and then hopefully someone will butt-butt it so violently that it'll end up in space and I'll never have to see it. If you have a question that you need to have answered on this show, then please do get your belly button fluff faces, sorry, I mean grown-ups, to help you email me at podcast at comedyclubforkids.co.uk. Leave a review on one of the many podcast platforms or respond to the Spotify Q&A. And if your grown-ups like how this show keeps you distracted for at least 30 minutes and want to support me making it, they can sign you up to the advert-free Linda edition for a tiny bit of cash every month on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Acast+. Plus. Do please also check out comedyclubforkids.co.uk for all our live shows and have a listen to Bust or Trust, a kids' mystery podcast, which I also co-host too. And it's so much fun. It's all about mysteries and monsters and ghosts and there's a bit of silliness every episode too. Okay, I left a trail of letters leading to all the letters and hopefully some really stupid snails have once again charged in at top speed to eat the mail and then Egbert can sort them out and be a bit happier with his existence. Egbert, what's the news? Here's your stupid... Oh, a Mediterranean green snail. I'll just pop that in the green snail box. Ah, lovely. Now here's your stupid letters. Hooray, he sounded very, very slightly cheerier. Um, This is from Una, who just says, Love this podcast, 10 out of 10. Thanks, Una, so much for listening. And I love your reply, 10 out of 10 too. Uh, Any more, Egbert? Well, a regalapagus farting rainbow snail. I can't believe it. Is that good? Shh, take your stupid letters. I need to look at this snail. Hooray, I think I've solved it. Um, and this last letter is from Oki Dumpf in Canada, who says, I am 100 years old. And then they've sent a very, very rude word, which shouldn't be anywhere near a kid's podcast, and an emoji with its tongue sticking out, and a one-star review. Ouch, that is so mean. Also, OK Dumpf, how do you know it's a one-star review? You're 100 and you shouldn't even be listening. Unbelievable. Well, maybe I'd be happy if Egbert ran away and didn't pass on any more reviews like that. I like snails so much more than I like you. I will stay, but only if you never talk about belly buttons again. Just snails. Okay, deal. Wait, hang on. Do snails have belly buttons? How would that even work? Where is their belly? Oh, that's it. I'm off. You're just jealous because you don't have a belly button. I do. And it's a real button. So there. Really? What does it do? This. Oh, well, I guess I'll have to sort through these snails by myself then. And the males. Red one, yellow one, a nice review, a horrible review, a dog wearing a snail hat, a snail on a whale. Snail mail? Oh, wow, that's like a combination of both. Oh, I'm sure it's going to be fine. Bye! You have been listening to Comedy Club for Kids Presents. Radio nonsense! Radio nonsense! Radio 
Nonsense. Radio nonsense. It's the end.